everything caravan and camping. They've got everything. Yeah, g'day team and welcome to our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast sponsored by ECC Parks. My name's Scotty Hillier from Channel 7 and each week we're going to take you to a different destination around this great country of ours. We're going to get you there safe with our weight and towing masterclasses. We've got tech tips. We're going to chat to influencers. And we're also going to chat to you, the listeners. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your questions. We're going to have a bit of a laugh with our caravan park confessions. And every week, we're going to chat to the greatest chef ever given an open fire and a set of tongs, none other than Harry Fisher from Fire to Fork. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Now, ECC, it's a 24-7 marketplace for all things caravanning, camping, and four-wheel driving. With more than 10,000 products available from hundreds of popular brands, you'll find everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. Don't forget, subscribe to the newsletter and save a further 10% off the best brands, products, and prices. They're only a click away. Let's go. Okay, where are we heading to this week on the show? Sunshine Coast, Queensland. I'd just say that with a smile because I may live on the coast and I'm a bit biased. We're going to the Maroochydore Beach Holiday Park and we're catching up with park manager Jason Filippini. How are you, my friend? I'm excellent, Scotty, and I've got to say I've got a bias too. You've got, yeah, actually you do, because you have lots of little parks here on the sunny coast, and I know that when we talk other states, interstate, here, there, and in North Queensland, Sunshine Coast always brings a smile to your face, my friend. But but this one, I know you're going to talk about in a minute, but once again, pretty close to Brizzy, just over 100 k's, Sydney just over 1,000, Victorians just over 1,700, so I know a lot of you travel up here when it gets a bit too cold down south, you come and frequent our sunny coast parks, and this one, Jason is about to tell us, is an absolute ripper. Oh, it is indeed, Scotty. It is an amazing park. It is actually my first park. Oh, and so there you it, go. Has, it has it has a special place in my heart. Yeah, and it, it's what I would call a hidden gem. Okay, like it. I like it. When people talk about holiday parks on the Sunshine Coast, and specifically Maroochydore. They would always be talking about the Holiday Park in Marisha and talking about Cotton Tree, when really we've got this other park. <laughs> it's a small hidden gem, yeah. 1,100 metres up the road yeah. from Cotton Tree, and it's only 116 sites. Okay. It's one amenity block. It's got an amazing camp kitchen, and it's got such amazing people that go there. And this is where I, I started. This is the park that I, me and my wife, we, we grew from the start. Wow. And we've made so many friendships and relationships with people at the parks. And, and they've been over a decade now and we still talk to them all. It yeah. is just one of those really amazing parks where people become part of community and everyone gets in and everyone knows everybody. And once again, being location where, where you've just mentioned, you're close to shops, you're close to restaurants, you're close to coffee in the morning, you're close to everything. Oh, we are, we are. And it's, again, one of those parks that you can park up and you can walk to get everything you like. Yeah, you can go to your coffee, your breakfast, you can go to restaurants. It's a short probably a couple of kilometre walk down to the supermarket and the plaza. It is just so conveniently located for everything. And we're on the beach. We're 400 metres to the surf club between Marichal Surf Club and our park. And then you go the other way, it's about a kilometre up to the Alex Surf Club. (laughs) You've got that location, location. And tell us a bit about the park itself, camp kitchens, amenities, all of that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, so it's got one amenity block. Yep. It's got one camp kitchen. It's yep. got an outdoor barbecue area. It's got five cabins at the moment. It is mixture of multi-purpose and slab sites, 116 sites. It is small. It yep. is fully fenced. It is Connickens, a hidden gem. It's one of those places you're not going to lose yourself. If yep. you are just starting out, this is one of the parks you want to start out at. Yeah, perfect. And what about our fur babies? Are we pet friendly? No, we're not no, pet friendly okay. at this stage. Yeah, but, that's but good. Yeah, but newsflash, yeah. newsflash. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Yes. Come this Christmas, this November, yeah. it will be pet friendly. There you go. There you go. Now, Cotton Tree. You heard it first. You yeah. heard it first. Was Cotton Tree pet friendly? We spoke about that. No, little. it's not. No, no. Okay. that's fair to know. But but Maroochydore, ding, ding, news alert, this will become a pet-friendly park. Wow. It will be pet-friendly come November 2023. Big news, big news. Now, as I always do, give a little bit of fishing flick, Jace, because as I've got the best job in the world. I get to host Creek to Coast, zip around and fish here, there and everywhere. Sunny Coast, and I've mentioned it with all the other parks we've spoken about. Summer, fantastic beach fishing. You get your whiting, you get your dart. You can actually pull your own beach worms down there. That's a fair bit of fun. Brim in winter, the tailor get a bit of a run there. Big Jewies also, the back end of winter. For those that are keen to stand there with the big surf rod, you're a chance of a big dewy. There's plenty of rivers. There's plenty of boat ramps if you bring your own boat. There's plenty of good crabbing in the area. And once again, I mentioned it earlier, there is a little boat, swan boat hire, not far from this park. If you don't bring a boat and you'd like to hire a little tinny or a barbecue boat. Jace, I think we've covered everything. I think we've I think we've ticked anything else I've missed, mate? No, I think I think we're all good. We are good. Maruchidor Beach Holiday Park, your personal hidden gem. Check it out. You can get in contact with you guys, Jace, online or give you a call. Give, give the girls a call. Get online. Make your bookings. Come and see what this beautiful location is all about. Good on you, Jace. Chat to you later, mate. Thanks, Scotty. And in terms of parks, there's 65 throughout Australia and New Zealand. Now, if you head to everythingcaravancamping.com.au, you can purchase an ECC Parks Family Parks Travel Reward Membership. Now, it's only 30 bucks. Now, this membership, the things it gives you is, is crazy. 10% off your stay at all of the ECC Parks and Family Parks destinations throughout Aussie here and over in New Zealand. You get discounts and deals while you travel with their rewards. You get the third night free. You get voucher. You get an entry card to their frequent camper competition. So for 30 bucks, you, you can't go wrong. So be sure to jump onto the website and check it out. <laughs> Let's go. Everything caravan and camping. Okay, time for our weight and towing masterclass, getting you to your destination and home safely. Peace of mind while you're on the road. The last thing you want to do is worry about whether your van's overloaded. If it starts to sway, what can we do? What, what can we can't do? We brought in the expert. We've got the great man from Weight Check, Dave Lewis. How are you, Dave? Good, Scotty. How are you, champion? Good. Oh, how's your week been? You been good? I've been busy. I, I did see somewhere that you might have been fishing somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no. Did you see it? And I've been getting stuck into one too, just quietly. The barra have been on the chew. I saw it. And I you've know. got the best job in the world. We yeah, know that. I know. I'm spoiled. I hate to say it, but yeah, maybe I do. Maybe <laughs> I do. So, mate, today we got a, what's our topic today? We are going to talk about tobal mass, why it's so important and how it affects both your caravan and your car. This is a big one. Yeah, it is, Scotty. Table mass is just one of six compliances that we check. But table mass is an interesting subject because it actually is used in a couple of uh, calculations for your combination, as we call it, your caravan and your car combination. Yep. So firstly, the table mass must be measured with a table scale right at the tow hitch where it joins onto the car. So obviously what we would do is move the car away, put a scale underneath the tow hitch, and we measure the download 
the weight that's imposing on the car. So in a previous podcast, we talked about the caravan compliance and table yeah. mass is one of them. So yeah. obviously when we weigh the caravan, we're weighing the weight on the wheels and we're also weighing that weight on the table. So that's important in the caravan's aggregate trail mass, which is the total weight of the caravan. The interesting thing, the table mass though, is it's also used in the calculation of the vehicle's GVM. So the gross vehicle mass of the car is the total loaded weight of the vehicle. When the caravan's attached, that ball weight is also included into the gross vehicle mass of the car. So it's twofold. It's included in the aggregate trailer mass, the total weight of the caravan, and it's also included in the gross vehicle mass of the car. It's only added once in the gross combination mass, which is your total weight of the both vehicles. But it is important that we get it right. Yeah, exactly. And what what could happen if you don't get it right? Is that where the swaying happens and that that sort of stuff, or is that something different? Yeah, mate, totally. You've nailed it right on the head. A lot of things can cause swaying caravans. Yeah. Probably the most common cause of swaying caravans is not an up ball weight. Let's just say, rough figures, let's say our caravan weighs 3,000 kilos, say three tonne. Yep. The ideal ball weight, we're trying to achieve a ball weight somewhere between 9% and 11% of the loaded weight of the caravan. Ideally, 10% is perfect. We've got a, say, a three-ton loaded caravan. Ideal ball weight is, say, 300 kilos. Yep. If the ball weight was, say, 220 kilos, it was light on the ball, then that's one of the most common things we see with caravans, and that's where the sway starts happening. So, obviously... Easiest way to describe sway if the ball weight's not correct. Yep. Usually it happens if the vehicle's doing about 80 kilometres an hour faster. It's on a bit of a downhill slope, on a bit of a bend, and the caravan's actually trying to overtake the car. If the ball weight's too light, that's the most common place for sway to, to happen, and that's oh. when it gets a bit ugly. There you go. <laughs> you are the man with all the answers, <laughs> Dave. So if people want to follow this up, they're listening and they're going, oh, I just want to know a little bit more. How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, sure, Scotty. Email, sorry, the website's mobilecaravanwaying.com.au. Phone number 0477897700. We've got partner companies on the Gold Coast, uh, Toowoomba, Coffs Harbour and Darwin, and I'm obviously based in Brisbane. But yep. if anyone needs any information, by all means, give us a yell. Fantastic. If you've got any other questions you want to fire to me that I can ask Dave in upcoming podcasts, flick me an email at podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Hey, Dave, have a great week, mate. You too, Scotty. Talk to you soon. Ah, it's that time of the podcast to do our tech tips with Charlie Graham. How are you, Charlie? Scotty, I'm enjoying the best weather on the Gold Coast. <laughs> I was going to say, how is the Gold Coast treating you? You're loving life, aren't you? Oh, there's not a cloud in the sky today. I can't complain. What about the good, your gorgeous little daughter? I bet she's grown like right in front of you. Quick, quick, quick. They grow up too fast, mate. Every time I come home from work, she looks like she's teen. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, she's a teenager already. But no, you've oh, got no, to slow down. going to feel like. No, <laughs> you'll be nearly ready for number two. Can I say that yet? Oh, <laughs> getting close. <laughs> uh, good night, mate. We love catching up with you each week. We are now talking Malenko mirrors. Tech tip time. Scotty, uh, it's a little known fact that while you're towing your van, you are actually in violation of the Road Law Act if you can't see the back corner of your van. Oh, just say that again. So it's actually an offence. If you look into your side mirrors and can't see the back of your van, <clears throat> you're breaking the law. It is. It is. So yeah. you're actually you're now driving with an obstructed view. So just the same as if you were to blank off your windscreen, if you can't see the back corner, it means you're not in full control of your entire rig. 
And that's mm. where Malenko's come out with this awesome little bolt-on product. Very quick, very easy install. Clamps onto your factory mirror and it gives you that extra wide view so you can see everything around you. Yeah, and something you can do yourself. Charlie, you don't need to go and get it done. It, it's that simple. You just, even I could do it. Oh, even you could do it, Scotty, <laughs> and that's saying something, mate. Oh, it is. That's, that's the big thing. Nice and easy to, to pop on and peace of mind and you need to be able to see the back of your van. That's it. And the cool thing is, if you're like me, I do like my factory mirrors. Yeah. There are some other mobs out there. You've put on, you've got to fit up these big mirrors and all of a sudden they're like elephants. Yeah. The cool thing about this is I keep my factory mirrors. I don't have to do any wiring whatsoever. Yeah. Nice, safe and easy clamp install. So they're not going to scratch any of your paintwork or anything like that. And you're going to be able to see everything you need to. Perfect. Good on you, Charlie. Enjoy our tech tip. Have a good week, mate. Awesome, mate. You too. Talk to you. It's that time of the podcast where we people are smiling, people are sighing, people are putting their fingers in their ears. Who knows what the great Jason Filippini is going to come out with? Caravan Park Confessions. How are you, my friend? Oh, Scotty, I am doing sensational <laughs> good, today. Good, good, good. What do you got for us? I don't know. Fingers in ears, or am I right to just listen? No, we'll just listen today. This, <laughs> this is a this is a fun, smart message. Oh, okay. Give it to us. A number of years ago, we had a guy come in and he stayed for a week. His boss paid for his stay, and it was a holiday rewarding a, a good hard worker yeah. for a lot of hard work. It was great, and yeah. we thought this is wonderful. This guy, he then decided he wanted to sunbake. And so he started laying on the asphalt in the middle of summer and sunbaking on the road. He would do it day in, day out, hour in, hour out. He would go and do this whole cold shower, cool his body down and keep going. I've actually sent you some photos of the amount of sunburn this guy got over about five days. We actually had to tell him to stop. I have never seen someone sunburn this bad in my life. And just had no idea, had no idea what was going on. Just continued to sunbake, peeling. I'm looking at the photo. He must have been in agony. Look at the peeling coming off him. The skin's dropping look off him. Look at his smile. He's smiling. <laughs> he was loving it. I have never seen it before in my life. Oh, there you go. We get them all. Now, if you do want to see that photo, it is going to be on our website, so you can jump on there and have a look at the photo. This bloke is absolutely cooked. Jason, as per usual, absolute pleasure, mate. Chat next week. We'll do. See you soon. Go. Everything caravan and camping. Oh, I hope you're enjoying this Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. It is now time to hit the road, whether you're an influencer, whether you're out there doing it, or you're someone that's emailed in and said, Scotty, we'd love to chat to you and tell you about our adventures. We are on the road again. It is the Travelling Panda Coffee Van. Have I got that right, Vegas? Did I say that right? <laughs> The, the wandering, wandering panda coffee van. Oh, it's nearly there. You're pretty close. Look, I'm only a fisherman. I'm only a fisherman, but we've got <laughs> Vegas and Kristen. How are you, team? Yeah, really good, mate. Thank you. No, thanks. I love it. People are just loving us talking about and chatting to folk like you that are out there on the road, meeting people, doing it. So I guess first up, tell us a bit of backstory, what, what you guys are up to, how long you're on the road for, and all of that good stuff. Righto. So we've probably been on the road coming up to two and a half years now, I think. We wow. packed up and left Victoria and said, see ya. Yeah. We hit the road and we yeah we keep moving around. We've got some pretty strong affiliations with the caravan parks. We've been sticking to the east coast the last couple of years. Yep. Trading out of caravan parks and Vegas does his indigenous artwork as well. Wow. So you a combination of the two businesses. Wow. And you've been on the road for years, years and years. That's unbelievable. 
Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been good fun. We we stop for a few weeks everywhere we go and have have a bit of a look, serve some coffee to the punters and yeah, paint and, and do a lot of commission work and all that sort of stuff. And off we go. Wow! So you left Victoria many years ago. Have you got a have you got a favourite spot? Where do you look forward to each year to go back and say, ha, ah, not only am I going to sell coffee there, a bit of Indigenous art, but we also love the place. <laughs> Ours might differ here significantly, I reckon, Scotty. No, oh, that's hey, that's okay, that's okay. We want to hear both. <laughs> We've been a lot of like really beautiful yeah. places, but I think the place that stood out to me the most, I love Lightning Ridge. Oh, beautiful. I found that place so fascinating. It wasn't overly busy for us, but the actual place itself has so much character and so much to, to offer and see. And obviously the beaches are beautiful when you do the East Coast, but when you really get inland and experience on the outback, it really stands out in my mind. I loved it. So, Christy, yeah, where, just paint a picture. Where Lightning Ridge, or where, say, where, where are we going inland from? Just for people listening going, oh, Lightning Ridge, where's that? Yeah, so Lightning Ridge is literally at the back of Burke. It's just, thousand k's north of Shepparton, if you imagine. <laughs> oh, wow. It's just below the Queensland border in central New South Wales. Well, it is out there. Wow. And, yeah, the <laughs> opal mining town. There the biggest black opal mining town in the world. There yep. you go. There's another reason people Incredible. should go and visit. Absolutely. And one of Australia's best artists comes from there, John Murray. And I Shout bet. Out to John Murray. And I reckon yeah. you celebrated his stuff, I have no doubt. <laughs> oh, he, he's, he's too good for me, mate. And what about you, Vegas? What's what, what, that's going to be hard to top? I'm definitely coastal. I'd say yeah. we're in Harvey Bay at the moment, early, and when I'm feeling a little bit bohemian, I like Byron Bay. Oh, do you, Byron Bay, lover? <laughs> yeah, but Eden's beautiful in in summer, and Phillip Island's beautiful in summer. So yeah, all of the coastal stuff for me. Yeah, New South Wales coastline is probably. I like a real standout for me. Queensland's beautiful, but that New yeah. South Wales, yeah. Sapphire Coast is just unbelievable. God, three years. You've probably been everywhere. Is there anywhere on either of your lists you haven't been and you're thinking, they're going to love coffee there. <laughs> they're going to get us. We're coming soon. Is there anywhere you haven't been that's on the bucket list? I actually think Cooktown, to be honest. We're, huh? we're planning to go there next year. We'll be there in about June, I think. But, but yeah, I'd like to get up to the tip. My brother is he's mates with all the black fellas up north there, yeah. and he's actually in Thursday Island at the moment. Beautiful. Yeah, go up and see a few of those boys and have a bit of a look around, yeah. Oh, happy days. What about you, Kristen? West for us, I really want to get up to the top end of WA yeah, and beautiful. Northern Territory. We really want to get up that side. Yeah. In the next couple of years, we travel with the dog as well, so it does restrict those areas a yes, little bit with yeah. a lot of the national park, and it's yeah. such a long way to go to only yeah. be able to see some of it. Are you finding, Kristen, like a majority of your places, they're pet-friendly these days? Do you find there's plenty travelling with their furry? Could be a cat, oh, could be a dog, every, their favourite animal. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, definitely. It's, hey. it's much. It's getting more and more, which is good. I think Australia's a long way behind the rest of the world as far as the way that dogs, particularly, are allowed to to things like restaurants and, and places. Mind you, Harvey Bay, we just keep running into places that you can't take dogs, which is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Look, I'm in the dog loving world over the last two years, and I previous to that, I would have been thinking, oh, you know what, dogs, come on. But now I have a little cavoodle, Gabby, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I'd set her a seat next door to me and it's hello, you can come in there. But no, pet friendly is a big thing in our RV world and I know oh, um, yeah, everyone's yeah. And We've got a dog that's very hard to hide too. We've got a great Dane. Oh, ch- <laughs> she's, she's, very, she's very hard to hide. At least I know I could hide my cavoodle in your great Dane's mouth. Oh, probably. Now look, you guys are chatting to people 24-7. A couple of tips. What have you, over the years, what have you accumulated? What's in there that you've thought, right, I've heard that several times. That's a little tip we should or shouldn't do. Any Anything stand out? 
Oh, the whole thing's been a learning experience for us, Scott. We're not, we weren't traditionally caravanning families. So okay. We've learned everything on the road from people around us. So talk to people around you, ask yeah. their advice, get on the, get on all the Facebook sites and the blogs because there is so much information out there. If you get stuck, people are um, you're definitely more than willing to help you out. Yeah. Have yeah. as many host fittings as you can carry because there's always a different one in every single park that we go to. Yeah. yeah, and probably never get to a caravan park after five o'clock because before that, you're part of the show. After that, you're out of the show. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love those tips. Get there early. And Vegas, I, I've got to ask you, what's the way to have a coffee? We hear the lattes, the, 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 you know, mm-hmm. the short black, the long black, the caps. What's the way that we should be having our coffee? No, you've got to go on Melbourne Magic if you're going to be... Oh, uh, you <laughs> I, tell me more. A no, Mel- I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, probably a flat white boy with uh, oat milk, so I'm a bit, um, you know, a bit coffee. But, uh, <laughs> are you finding people are having oat milk, soya milk, grass yeah, milk, goat like, milk? It's just you've got to have yeah. 37 different milks. Yeah, they'll be well. Being the wandering panda, we're almost tempted to find about getting panda milk. It must be something. <laughs> oh, that's quite funny. That is, <laughs> and you could mark it as a special, the panda milk cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, hey, like bamboo. <laughs> hey guys, it's been great to chat. Now, Vegas, wandering panda. Where can people catch up with you or, or follow your travels, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll get. Kristen to give you the handles there. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, it, Kristen. We, yeah, we've got we've just got Instagram and, and yeah. Facebook. So Instagram's at wandering panda underscore coffee van. Yep. And Perfect. Facebook is wandering panda coffee van. Vegas's art is also tied in there. So yeah. at VGS underscore creative. Look at you, Pierre Gale. It's been an absolute pleasure. Safe travels, and hopefully I can catch up with you around the traps at one of these caravan shows, and I'll enter, I'll, oh, sorry, I'll order a little panda cappuccino, panda milk cap. Yeah. 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 We'll shout you a cuppa. We'll shout you. Oh. We might shout you something a bit with, with froth on our last one. <laughs> oh, you sweet talking devil. <laughs> uh, good on your team. Thanks, Thanks Scotty. I uh, hope you're enjoying this, our podcast, Everything Caravan and Camping. It is that time of the podcast to talk food. Oh, I feel like Homer Simpson every time I talk food. Mm. Harry Fisher, <laughs> how, how are you, Harry? Fantastic, mate. Re- having a really good morning. Yeah. Now, mate, we've yeah. had, a, had a few questions because everyone, look, you are, you're blowing people away with all these different recipes. They're simple, but they're tasty. And I've got to say, I've tried. I did try the oyster sauce with the fish the other week. The one that you did well, on, you, on the original podcast, you were spot on. Absolutely ate my fingers. Beautiful. <laughs> Good to hear, mate. Good to hear. I haven't had a bad report yet. No. Hey, mate, so a couple of questions we've got. People travelling or if they're at their destination, how important is good wood for your fire, like good proper wood and the coals. How early should you start the fire? When should you be starting to cook if you're going to cook in the fire? And then we'll go into a recipe after you answer that one, Chip. Oh, I reckon it's very important. There are a lot of places that sell really average wood and the, the places that come to mind at first are Bunnings, as yep. we all know. So I personally like to buy wood. If I'm in a little town or something, jump on like your Facebook marketplaces and things like that yep. and see if there's a local supplier. They will. They generally take a lot more pride in their wood because they're trying to get repeat customers, not just passing through. And you'll get some really good dry hardwood. Even better if you live in a place where you can, like in WA, collect your wood and just pick it up. If it's heavy, it's good. If it's heavy and it feels dry, it's good. And even better, have a little chainsaw. And then uh, for the coal side of things, yes, if you've got lots of wood, you can spend the time and get a nice bed of coals, uh, in which case you really want to be getting that fire going at least 45 minutes before. But if you want to be a little bit lazier and you want to get your camp oven or something on with some really
easy, low-maintenance coals, best thing to do is carry a little bag of lump charcoal. So not much, just maybe five kilos or yep, so, yep, yep. which is relatively inexpensive. And the good thing is once you've lit it, and to light it, you just light it like you would a fire. So chuck some fire lighters under it or yep. just chuck it on the fire itself until it's all ignited. They will burn for three, four hours. Oh. So you're not constantly taking your, you know, you know when you put all your heat on the it's on the top of the camp oven and then you've got to, yeah. oh, that's all cold going out, so you've got to pull that off and then put new ones on and keep burning more wood and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you have a little bag of coals, just chuck four or five pieces on yeah. and that will do the top of your camp oven beautifully. So Stop. that's always been my sort of little cheat code. And the best bit is if you chuck them in a bucket of water afterwards, you can reuse them. So Get out. if you only use half your piece of, no. Oh. Now, this won't work with your heat beads and stuff, which no. are like the composite briquettes. This has to be lump charcoal. Heat beads brand is fine, but so lump. it has to be lump charcoal. Lump. Lump. L-U-M-P charcoal. There you go. Um, we've, we've, and that stuff is brilliant. Mate, you are a wealth of knowledge, but we could, we could talk about that all day, but yeah. we need we need a little quick recipe from you, mate. But lump charcoal, that's going on the pen. There we go. What are we gonna? What are we cooking today, champ? Mate, I feel like a bit of Nando's this morning, I think. I'm a huge fan of Nando's. And I found out that it's really bloody easy to cook. Yeah. So all you do is you go to your supermarket, get some Nando's peri peri sauce, whatever flavour, whatever heat setting you like. Yep. I, I'm, I'm an extra hot man. So you get your, you get your get some skin on thighs, you butcher. Yeah. Chuck it in a chuck it in the bag with the thighs. Chuck it back in your fridge. So you do it in the car. I do it in the car park outside the butcher. Yep. And I chuck it in my fridge. Off I go to camp. Leave it in there for a few hours. Chuck it out, and then all you need is a grill over the fire or over the charcoal or on the Weber or whatever you're using. Also, when you're at supermarket, get some corn and a bit of that Nando's Perinaise, which is bloody good stuff. Yeah, okay. Now, simple. You just chuck your chicken on the grill on a sort of a medium-high heat and then get some sort of a little basting brush. I use like a 50-cent paintbrush from Bunnings. Yep. And then... You want to bake, not bake, make sure it's not a plastic one. Make sure it's a hair one. Yeah. Then you flip and baste your chicken about every three, four minutes, so quite regularly. And you want to just baste on and build up that flavor. Yeah. So you build up that coating on the outside of the chicken until it's getting brown and some little craggly black bit. Oh, stop it. Now, while you do that, you get your Nando's Pyrenees and you're rubbing on the corn. Now, it sounds really weird to rub mayo on corn, but it actually acts like butter. Most of we don't know, but mayo and butter are basically interchangeable when it comes to barbecuing. Uh, so you rub that perinase on, it's got a bit of sugar and it's got a bit of salt. It's really bloody nice. Yeah. Barbecue barbecue corn, that corn needs nothing on it now. It's all good to go. So you have your corn, your crispy corn, you have your beautiful crispy chicken, serve it up, and if you're getting really fancy, make some chips or something with it. Oh, Harry, oh, yeah. we're all dreaming listening to you. And I know what we can find the recipe. We can see you. Google Fighter Fork, Harry Fisher, absolute legend. Or if you've got a question for Harry, shoot me, podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Mate, I look forward to this every week. I'll speak to you next week, Harry. Looking forward to it, mate. Can't wait. I'll chat to you later. Let's go. Now, don't forget to head to the Everything Caravan and Camping podcast page at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Sign up to the newsletter for your chance to win a $50 voucher to spend on the ECC marketplace. Now, don't forget to catch up on all of our ECC episodes. Go to where you get your podcasts, or it's pretty simple. Head over to the website, everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Well, that's it for this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed our podcast because I know I've had an absolute blast. Now, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. We want to get you onto the show. If you're 
on a trip at the moment, you're planning a trip, if you've got any questions about anything we've covered, we want to hear from you. Now, you can email us at podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Be safe out on the roads. See you next time. Come on. Let's go. They've got everything. Everything caravan and camping. They've got everything.